You guys ready for the word? Ready for more injection of God-filled faith? We all need some more. Come on, let's come to the Lord. Let's pray. Let's open our hands heavenward and just ask the Holy Spirit to expand your understanding and heart, mind. Ask Him now. Just say it. Tell Him, open my eyes. Let me see what you see. Ask Him. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me beyond my fears and unbelief and doubt. Help me, Holy Spirit. Sincerely ask Him that. Open my eyes to see how you see so I can walk by faith this year. Amen. Amen. So today is the second installment of our faith series. The last Sunday, we're going to have a praise and testimony Sunday. So what I need, because I know that God is doing things in your life, and He's going to be answering your prayers. Maybe some things that are happening for you during your fast, and you are experiencing God in ways you haven't before. The Word's coming alive for you in ways it hasn't before. And so I want you to email those to me, john at gatheringplacechurch.org. It's not hard. Email those, your testimonies to me. And so I, I'll read some of them on Sunday, or I'll have you stand here and share on Sunday. And uh, because we want to glorify God with what He is doing in our lives. And so we want to have a testimony Sunday at the end of this month as we cap off our fasting and prayers. If you're not fasting, I encourage you to fast. Don't be afraid. God will sustain you. Miss a meal. Miss a couple of meals. Miss a day. Miss a couple of days. I'm, I'm doing breakfast and lunch every day. I've never enjoyed 5 o'clock more in my entire life. But when I get hungry, it reminds me I'm seeking God. I want God more than I want food. I don't want to live the same year over again. I want to live a miraculous year, a God kind of year. Don't you? Then, the, then we must walk by faith. And Jesus said faith, fasting and prayer increases our faith because it creates intimacy with God. So this is our goal. Our job is faith. His job is miracles. Say it again. Say it with me. Our job is faith. His job is miracles. Say it again. Our job is faith. His job is miracles. So let's start this message with our rally cry. Say this out loud with me. We walk by faith, not by sight. Will you say it again? We walk by faith, not by sight. One more time. Say I this time. Personalize it. you got to own this. Go. I walk by faith, not by sight. There's a difference. You know when you are and when you aren't, right? When you walk by faith, you have peace and joy. When you walk by sight, there's fear and dread. Unless what you see is what you wanted, which means you don't need faith anymore. Because if you can see it and you have it, or if you know, oh, I know how this can work. We can do it this way. Faith has not been activated yet. Faith is only necessary when it is impossible. And faith is your friend. Because faith will say, oh, I can move that. That's why we need more faith. And I want to take a burden off of you. This is not something you conjure up. Don't feel bad or guilty or pressed or stressed or, or, or like, oh, God, I need more faith. Oh, I feel this. Don't do that. Faith comes from God. We're receptacles. That's what we are. We just receive from heaven. But we put ourselves into places and positions like you hearing the word today 
to punch fear and doubt and move it out of the way so God kind of faith can come up. We get into the word, we get into prayer, we fast so the God kind of faith can be produced in us by the Holy Spirit. So this is a God-produced thing. Our job is to get ourselves in position where God then can produce faith in our hearts. Then we can speak and things happen. I'm on this journey with you. I mean, I am fasting and praying. It's been 30 years since I've been this intense about things I want to see happen and this dedicated to seeking God to see them happen. And much of it is for you. As your pastor, I pray for you all the time. We're driving down the hill today, yesterday, the day before, the day before that. Every day I lift you up before God. I say, God, I'm bringing your church before your throne right now, the gathering place church. And I start naming you by name. And I'm saying, they're believing for this. They're believing for that. They're believing for this. They need this, 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 that, that, that. I am praying for you to have a breakthrough. I also ask you to do the same thing for me as your pastor because a happy pastor is a happy church. Nobody wants to come to a church that the pastor is all grumpy and angry. So pray for me. Don't curse me. Don't criticize me. Amen. Faith is the key to the kingdom of God. We are, you can't get healed without faith if the doctors can't do it and you're beyond. You can't get saved without faith, period. Faith delivers us. You can't, you can't get a demon out with medicine and counseling. It will just sit there all day long with you. And it won't budge. You can't solve spiritual problems with natural answers. Jesus said, that which is of the flesh is flesh. That which is of the spirit is spirit. They're two different worlds. And we're talking about seeing spiritually. Speaking spiritually. We are a spiritual people. We are citizens of heaven once you've been born again. You literally, but your, your citizenship has changed instantaneously. You didn't have to go through a process. You didn't have to bust through the gates of heaven. You receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Immediately, your sins are forgiven. God's Spirit comes into you. You become a son or daughter of God instantaneously. You become a citizen of heaven. Now we walk in the earth as citizens of heaven, and we see differently. We think differently. We behave differently. And God's army is not a political army. It's not a natural army. It is an army that fights on its knees. That's how we march, on our knees. Faith is the key. I was, li- I was listening to, uh, I was watching a video of Rick Warren. He's a, a major leader in the kingdom of God. He has a 25,000-member church up the coast. He has 40,000 books in his library. He's read every one. He has trained thousands of leaders around the world, and he said every single leader was different. There's no one right kind of leader. They're all different. God, he said God's using them all. But they all had one thing in common. They were all not afraid to believe God. I believe God wants to do great things in your life this year, and he needs your faith. Look what this scripture says, Hebrews eleven six. 6, this famous scripture. Without faith, it is really hard to please God. Is that what it says? Read this out loud with me. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder 
of those who diligently seek Him. I have no qualms going to God. I did it today with the 30 people that came at 9.30 for intercessory prayer. I say, God, reward us. We're expecting your rewards because we are seeking you. God is a rewarder. Jesus, in the book of Revelations, talks about the rewards he gives to those who serve him faithfully and don't throw in the towel. And you see him face to face, he has rewards for you. Our God is a rewarder. Jesus says when you fast privately, God will reward you openly. You must believe that he's a rewarder. That's what he just says right there. Now, why is it, why, why is it, it says without faith it's impossible to please God. Why is God displeased when we don't use faith? Now, we all want to please God and that we, none of us like to feel like we're displeasing him, but we always, most of us always feel like we are in some way displeasing him. Because his standard is so high and he's so holy and we're so not. Kind of live with that low-grade shame thing. But why is he pleased when we believe in him? I believe it's because he wants to do big stuff in your life and he needs your faith to do it. Because he's the dad who loves to bless his kids. He's a dad who loves to fix things. All dads love to fix things. That's pretty much what we do, Right? We give money and we fix broken things. This is what we do. God does too. But the key is faith with God. It says that it gives the Father pleasure to share his kingdom with us. It says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. How many of you have a bumper sticker on your card saying, Car saying, my son failed the eighth grade. You ever see that bumper sticker? No. We want our kids to prosper just like God does. That's where we get that from, is our Father in heaven. He is good. I opened my Bible the first day of the fast, and this is, I opened it and it fell right onto the scripture. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. Everybody say this, out, this last phrase out loud with me. All came to pass. I felt like the Lord just gave me that scripture as a confirmation. Do this, John. Do this. All my promises are going to come to pass in my people's lives if you seek me. Maybe not overnight, but eventually they will. So, I want to answer the question today. How does faith work? How does this really work? Say this four phrase chant with me would you you got to hear it believe it do it and see it that is the methodology of faith say it out loud with me again hear it believe it do it see it most of the times if we can see it then we do it that's not the way faith works jesus said to doubting thomas you have believed because you've seen but blessed are those who believe without seeing. The blessings of heaven come upon us when we believe when we don't see it yet. Jesus said that when you pray, believe you receive it. 
and you shall have it. You believe you receive it when you pray it. Then you'll see it. You hear it. You believe it. You do it. You see it. So let's hit these four very quickly. Number one, hearing it. What are we hearing? God's voice. That's where faith comes from is the voice of God. Look what Jesus says to the book of, in the book of Revelations to the church. That's us. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The Spirit of God is speaking to you. He's speaking to us. You have to have an ear to hear him. How? You must expose yourself to the Word of God. That's why as we're fasting, one of my daughters was fasting social media. Thank God. People say, I don't have time to pray. Really? Facebook and Instagram has proved you a liar. Just be honest. My flesh doesn't want to pray. Okay, well, join the club. When you set aside the social media, set aside some entertainment, set aside some food, set aside some of these things and carve out time where you just sit with God, listen to his word, listen to sermons, listen to other people that are talking about God. Faith's going to come because you're going to hear his voice. You hear his voice in the voice. Look what the scripture says in Romans 10. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Faith comes. As you expose yourself to the word of God and as many avenues that can come into your life, the worship music, whatever, faith comes to you through the voice of God. But once you have saturated yourself in the voice of God, and I could continue to teach on that, but I think you get the point. You've got to discipline yourself to surround yourself with hearing, hearing the voice of God through these means. But there are people who hear the voice of God and they don't believe it. This is the second point is believing his voice. Hearing it and believing it. You might think this is kind of a no-brainer, but it's not a no-brainer. You and I hear the voice of God all the time and we don't believe it. Tithing is a great example. If you don't give the first 10% of your income to God, it's because you don't believe that you're going to have more than what you gave to him. I asked a friend the other day, honestly, Christian. I said, if you have $10 and you give God a dollar, do you, do you really believe you have only nine left? He said, yeah. He was just being honest with me. He thinks that 10 minus one equals nine in God's economy. But Jesus took a couple loaves of fish and some bread and fed about 20,000 people with it. See, God's, God's math is completely different than ours. But if you don't believe it, if you, you read the word on giving and receiving, if you believed it, you would do it. If, you don't, if you're not doing it, it's because you don't believe it. The Pharisees heard Jesus, God, God, in human form. Teaching them, like I'm teaching you to this half-baked presentation you're getting this morning, compared to if Jesus was talking to you, if Jesus was in human form teaching you, you're on the hillside listening to him, and the religious leaders did not believe him, did not believe the words coming out of his mouth. People all throughout the centuries have not believed the word of God. But what does the Apostle Paul write to the Thessalonian church? Look at this in 1 Thessalonians 1.13. For this reason, I also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, 
you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. How could Paul say that? How could Paul say that? He's teaching them the word of God. And he says, what I'm teaching you is not my word, it's God's word. He had such confidence that what he was telling them was the word of God. And look what he says to those who believed it. Which also effectively works. Effectively works in you who what? Say it out loud. See, the word of God will not work in your life. You can sit here and listen to me preach and and blather and be like I am, trying to get the word of God over to you. And God can be speaking to you through me. The Bible says you who preach, preach as the oracles of God. Preach as though God is speaking through you. And I do the best I can. But you can sit there, listen to me talk, and say, I don't believe it. I caught myself doing that. One time I was on staff at a mega church out in East County. We got a new pastor, and I didn't really like him. I didn't trust them and I didn't like them. Sometimes you may not like somebody, you don't like the delivery, you don't like the way they dress, you don't like the tie, whatever. And I sat there on the front row, I didn't like them, I didn't trust them. And it was proven to be true, by the way. But you know what? God was still speaking through him. The Lord rebuked me. And he told me, I am speaking through my servant and you're not listening. It shocked me, I didn't know it. And so I changed. And I thought, wow, I'm not listening. I'm not believing what he's saying. And so I chose to believe what he was preaching, and it began to work in my life. It was amazing. And that day taught me how to receive from anybody. Anybody. God can speak through a donkey, which he did in the Old Testament. You may not even like donkeys. But God can speak to you through a donkey. I, I listen to, forgive me if this vexes you, I listen to Catholic radio. I liked watching Mother Angelica on TV. I listened to T.D. Jakes. Uh, I, I listened to um, Charles Stanley. I listened to Rick Warren. I listened to Bill Johnson. I even listened to Mark. I mean, I, I'll listen to anybody. Because God can speak through anybody. Listen, God speaks to you through unbelievers. You have to have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. The Lord told me one day when I was 1995, your harvest has come in and you're going to miss it because of your unbelief. I was like, what? And I, I, you know, I thought in my head, I'm a faith preacher. You know who you're talking to? He said, you can even preach it and not believe it. He said, your harvest has come in and you're going to miss it because of your unbelief. So I started meditating scriptures on faith and belief. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. According to your faith, be it unto you. And this faith sprung up inside of me. I remember the moment it happened. I was on a picnic bench up in Julian, meditating the word and fasting. And I was meditating the word of God and meditating the word of God and looking at scripture and memorizing it and saying it over and over. And 
pop. I remember when it popped open inside of me. It's like, I believe. It's an amazing, it's an amazing moment when that happens inside of you. And that year, look, I didn't even have a girlfriend. I lived in a one-bedroom apartment. And that year, I met her and married her. And I bought my first home and I had no money. No money in the bank, no money in my pocket, and I wasn't making enough money for anybody to give me a loan for a house. I could tell you that story sometime, but point is, by the end of that year, I had a wife, I had a home, and my, the ministry that God called me to completely opened up to a whole nother dimension. I didn't realize I had corrosion on the cables or the battery cables to my faith. It just gets corroded with fear and doubt and unbelief. You got to get that corrosion off by getting into the Word of God and into the presence of God. How does faith work? Faith sees Okay, I want to take I want Okay, I want uh, I, I need Okay, film Christina, come on up on stage real quick Come on I know you didn't plan on being on camera today But this is going to be going all over the world You look great, uh, Phil You look as beautiful as always, Christina Come on up here, okay I'm going to teach you how faith works And I want to teach, come all the way over here So now stand in front of the screens Because that's annoying all the way over. Okay. All right. So I want, Christine, I want you to stand right on this side of the projector so you're not messing with Tim. Okay. You're right here. And then you're over there. All right. I'm going to teach for a moment how faith works, what faith is, as opposed to hope. Most of the times we are hoping. And hope does not bring the miraculous. Hope is what Phil was hoping for. But he wasn't going to get her just by hoping. I've heard their story. She played hard to get. She made him flop around and pull out every bell and whistle he had. He was hoping. So this is Phil's hope. And Phil's over here, and he's, he knows, he sees what he wants. But he alone ain't going to get that. He needs God's help. So he needs faith, right? So let's say faith, Phil starts praying. Well, first he tries it in the flesh, right? And that didn't work. Then let's say he starts praying. And I'm faith. So here's faith. Just kind of sitting here waiting for an invitation. And Phil begins to pray. But Phil begins to pray Oh, God, I hope this happens. I'm praying and hoping. I'm praying and hoping. Oh, we'll just wait and see. We'll just wait and see. And faith's like, I wish I had something to do. Phil's just hoping. He's dreaming. He's wishing. See, that's, faith is not even activated yet. But it's when Phil begins to pray by faith, and God's ability, God's faithfulness, God's promises, God's prophetic word. Then he begins to pray. Now, begin to ask God for her and do it like you believe it's going to happen. Do it right now, out loud. Father, give her to me. Yeah. And, and say, only you can do it, God. Only you can do it. I'm, I'm like, right. only you can do oh, wait a minute. Faith has been uh, activated. 
What? What is this? All of a sudden, faith enters Phil's prayers. Yes, let's pray this by faith. Father, you promised me a wife. You said she was going to be hot. You said she was going to be spiritual. You said she was going to be in love with me. Yes. And then faith goes and says, oh, hello. And faith says, there you are. Boom. That's faith. Okay. And then they went off and had babies. You see, faith is what brings what you're hoping for into the now. Faith goes into the future and brings it into the now. Faith goes into what you can't see with the natural eye and brings it to you into the natural. We are not dependent on the government. We are not dependent on our bosses. We're not dependent on our natural streams of income. We're not dependent on counselors. We're not dependent on doctors. Thank God for all of them. They are avenues of resources for our lives. But they are so limited that if we live by sight only, we are very limited people. When we're not, we're the people of God. And nothing is too hard for our God. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He needs your faith. Will you say this with me out loud? I want this to become our battle cry. I am not moved. I am not moved by what I see. Come on. I am not moved by what I hear. I am not moved by what I feel. I am only moved by what I believe. And I believe the word of God. I want you to take a picture of that, write it down, memorize it, whatever. And I want this to become your mantra in your life this year. Let's say it again out loud together. I am not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I hear. I am not moved by what I feel. I am only moved by what I believe, and I believe the Word of God. Now, some people would say, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That doesn't settle it. There's one more step. Obeying God's voice. I hear it, I believe it, I do it, and I'll see it. There's always a do part. And God's word. You must do what God says. Your action is the proof that you believe it. You know, with Jesus, he would say to the man with the withered hand, stretch out your hand. To the sick man, go to the pool of Siloam. To, to the Syrian commander, you know, go down into the Jordan River seven times. To the lepers, go tell the priests how God has healed you, yet they weren't healed yet. There's always an action step that God will call you to. And it's the proof that you believe what he said. Rick Warren tells a story of how he and his wife were leaving from uh, Texas. And they were driving up to, uh, they decided to go to the Grand Canyon for a vacation. And they had this old beat up station wagon. They were dirt broke. And uh, they were driving up there and the police pulled them over. And the policeman said, your tire, your back tire is so bald, it's going to blow out any minute. And he said, well, what do I do? He says, well, there's nothing 
that direction back from where you came. You guys have been driving for miles and miles. And there's a little gas station 30 miles up, but I don't think they'll have anything. And Rick said, well, okay, thanks. So he drives 30 miles. They make it to the gas station. The gas station doesn't have any tires. They're in the middle of nowhere. And he's putting gas in his car. And all of a sudden, another car pulls up on the other side of the tank. And this guy's filling up with, with gas. So Rick just strikes up a conversation with him. And Rick just happens to mention, uh, yeah, I, I need a tire. My, my tire here is almost ready to blow out. And the guy says, wait one minute. He goes to his trunk and he pulls out a brand new tire that does not match the guy's car. It's a perfect match for Rich's car. And Rich said, what? And he said, my wife and I left Mississippi going to Seattle on vacation, and we're coming back down through the Grand Canyon. And as we're going through Missouri, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, buy a tire and told him what size to buy. And he drove his entire vacation with his tire in his car. Now, you know what his wife was thinking. You are so annoying. We don't have room for a tire in the back of the trunk. We're on vacation, and we have our suitcases. We have a, what's this tire for? I don't know. God told me to buy the tire. He stepped out and acted on what he believed God was saying to him. Look what the scriptures say. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is what? Here we go. It's coming up. Here it comes. There we go. Let's say it out loud. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. It's lifeless. It's worthless. Faith is obedience. Sometimes the obstacle is so big or the dream is so big that you don't even know where to start. Use the faith you have right now and do something with it. Step out. Lauren Cunningham, who is the founder of YWAM, he said when he was just starting out and he had some youth up in his school and he was teaching, the Lord said, I was in prayer and the Lord spoke to my heart and said, I'm going to give you a farm. And Lauren is thinking, why? Why why are you going to give me a farm? But he believed what the Lord said. Do you know what he did the next day? He went down and bought himself a hay truck. And his students were like, why'd you buy a hay truck? His wife was like, why'd you buy a hay truck? I mean, this is the Bible teacher buying a hay truck because God says he's going to give him a farm. It's a complete disconnect, but he believed what God said, and he bought himself a hay truck. Well, one of the girls that was in his group went home and told his dad, told her dad, you know, uh, Professor Lauren said that uh, God told him he's going to give us a farm, and so he bought a hay truck. And I don't know why. And the dad's, well, that's silly. I don't know why God would do that. And then that week, her dad was having a meeting with a businessman. And the businessman says, you know what? I have this farm that I want to donate to a nonprofit. Do you know of any nonprofits who need a farm? Well, the farm used to be an orphanage. And it had classrooms. It had dormitories. It had a cafeteria. And Lauren Cunningham trained thousands of young people out of that headquarters for years. 
who helped spread the gospel around the planet. He just stepped out. Listen, it is your job to decide to step out. It is God's job to solve the problems. Are you hearing me today? Are you hearing the Spirit today? When you step out, God put planks of confirmation under your feet. This is, this is, how, this is how I found that He works. When you step out on the little that you know and you just do it, God puts a plank of confirmation under your feet. You're like, oh, I, wow, I think God confirmed that. You step out, He puts another plank. And He puts another plank until you're standing on solid ground and you're standing on a testimony. It doesn't all come at once. I remember when Hope and I felt like the Lord wanted us to adopt a special needs child. Boy, that was hard. I mean, we already had three kids and we're stretched out. We don't have enough money to adopt. You know, we have to incorporate another kid. Our house isn't big enough. There's all sorts of excuses not to do the will of God. But we decided one night we prayed together and we said, Lord, we will adopt a special needs child. Where? That night, Hope had a dream. She was walking down Ho Chi Minh City, down Saigon. Like, oh, okay. The next night, we're at a dinner and we're... And, and this, a couple across from us said, we just got back from Ho Chi Minh City adopting children. And we said, what? And she gave us the website. And we looked it up. And long story short, well, we didn't have any money. We're like, well, what are we going to do now? So we, we're going to put a second on our house to have enough money to adopt this child. And we were in a board meeting. And we just mentioned we're adopting a child. And they said, really? Tell us about it. So we told them about it. And they said, oh, the church needs to hear this. We're like, oh, no, 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 no. This is our thing. This isn't the church's thing. We don't want them feeling obligated to be part of us adopting a child. God told us that they said, no, this is a God story. God's doing it. They felt God on it. We said, okay. They said, tomorrow morning, which was Easter Sunday, you stand up and tell your story. And then we're going to receive an offering. We're like, oh, God, this is, no. They said, we're doing this. So we were sitting on the front row, and we got up and told our story that we're going to adopt this child. And we sat down, and Rod Whitson, who was the head of our financial board uh, at that time, said, so if you'd like to give into this, go ahead and give into it. It was such a God thing, and everybody could feel it, that what we needed was $30,000. And that day, the church, some of you were there, raised $30,000 in one offering. We stepped out, and God just kept putting planks under our feet. And now you know Sam. What a kid, huh? (laughs) What a kid. And listen, you do not have to have perfect faith. You just have to have enough. You just have to have a little more faith than fear. Faith isn't the absence of fear. It just trumps fear. It says, I'm stepping out anyway. I'm shaking in my boots, but I'm stepping out anyway. I'm from Ramona. Shaking in my boots. I love this story in the Bible. We're going to come to a close here. Just a couple of minutes. We're going to wrap this up. Listen, I love this story. I'm sure you can identify with it. Jesus said to him, to the man whose son was sick, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, if that was all there was, we'd say, man, I need to believe. And you'd think you'd have that perfect faith. But look what happens. Immediately the father of the child cried out like the rest of us with tears and said, Lord, I believe. Say it out loud. Is that you today? That's me. Maybe you're ahead of me. Some of you are, I'm sure. But that's where I'm at. 
Some areas, I believe, I have no doubt whatsoever. Other areas, I'm scared to death and I don't have faith for it yet. Other, but for the main road, usually, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. I do not want my unbelief to sabotage the God stuff you want to do in my life. And then it goes on and he heals the boy and then his disciples ask, why couldn't we do it? And down to the last sentence he says, this kind can come out by nothing but by prayer and fasting. That's why we're praying and fasting, family of God. Because we want this kind. That mountain that won't move that you're trying to get to move. That provision that you need. That person you want to see saved. Whatever it is, whatever the, the kind that you're up against, that's immovable, faith can move it. And then, number four, you hear it, you believe it, you do it, then you see it. Seeing the promises of God come to pass gives you even more faith. When you see God move, it increases your faith. When you have answered prayer, it keeps motivating you. When intercessors hear that things actually happen, we want to pray even more. It's so inspirational. You say, we heard God's voice. We did what God said. God came through. Let's do it again. And then you become people of faith. Many promises won't come to pass overnight. But if you stick with it, you're going to see God's faithfulness. And this is next week's message on faith and patience. But just like the scripture I opened with it when I started the Bible, started the fast, and my Bible opened up, and it was all God's promises came to pass, that is what Moses said to the people at his time. But do you know Solomon said the exact same thing to the people of his time? Look at this last scripture, and we're going to pray. Then he stood, Solomon, this is thousands, a thousand years later, and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice saying, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised through his servant Moses. That's our There's a book out front called The Circle Maker that I gave to all the intercessors and the leadership of the church. They cost like $17, $18. I'm going to let you have it for 10 bucks. We're not making any money or we're losing money. I just bought a bunch of them for you. It's one of the best books I've read on prayer in a long time. It will so inspire you to believe God big this year. Stuart's out front. He, he'll... Uh, He's ready for you to just give him 10 bucks and he'll give you a book and you start gobbling that book up. It's going to have story after story after story after story of impossible things that happened because he prayed until it happened. It will increase your faith. I want to pray a prayer blessing over you. Right now, I'm going to ask you to bring all your fears and your doubts to the Lord. Right where you are right now, just come on. Bring all your fears and your doubts to the Lord. Identify them. 
Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me. What are my fears? Where do my doubts lie? Where do I have more unbelief than faith? Okay, now bring that to him. Bring your fears to him. Bring your doubt and unbelief to him. Just be honest about it. Like the man, I believe, I believe. Help my unbelief. And pray that prayer right now to Jesus. Say, Jesus, help my unbelief. I want to trade my unbelief in for faith today. Now, I want you to take authority over the spirit of fear, doubt, and unbelief. That harassing spirit. That is not who you are. I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus to rebuke the spirit of fear. Never from the Lord. And tell doubt and unbelief to shut their mouth and to run off. Tell them. Use your authority. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now believe for me. Say, God, fill me with faith. Fill me with a God kind of mountain moving faith. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to make the decision to set aside things that distract you. You don't have to do 100%. Carve out time. Right now where you are, make the decision between before, before God right now. I'm going to cut this out. I'm going to set aside some of this. I'm going to fast this. Come on, make the decision now. Don't wait. Saying, I'm going to seek you. I want my heart to become a production center of the God kind of faith. I'm going to wait just for another moment. Sacrifice something. Come on. Diligently seek Him and He will reward you. Set something aside. It'll be worth it. Someone I just, I believe this is a word of knowledge. And I think I know who you are. But I'm not going to call you out, of course. you got to set a relationship aside. You're about ready to cry. The Lord has been calling you out of this relationship and you know it and you won't let go of it. He has something better for you. The person I believe this is for, I don't know you. You're in here, but I don't know you. It's not like I know your life. This is from the Holy Spirit. That relationship is is competition. And that relationship cannot give to you what you need or what you want. God is your satisfaction. You need to trust Him. He is saying to you, trust me. I won't leave you alone. I'll take care of you. It's a new horizon And I'm set 